Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The captain delivers late in Game 7. The thing that burns him is wanting to win a Stanley Cup. That's a win-win-win for the organization and a win-win-win for the people of Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl, 50th of the year. This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. Jay Woodcroft has done an amazing job. The people in our organization got a taste for playing hockey in the month of June, but I don't think anybody's satisfied with just that. Connor McDavid has won the Battle of Alberta for Edmonton in overtime. And this is Oilers Now. With Bob Stoffer, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. scientist that don't impress me much so yeah as country as i like it to get here on oilers now shania twain announcing back-to-back tour dates here in edmonton may 5th and 6th 2023 uh that just announced this morning ladies and gentlemen so there you go if you don't know now you know shania's coming to town the oilers not quite back in town but what a game that was last night my goodness let's take the next two hours and break it all down together shall we oilers now brought to you by world of spas aching after a long day world of spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind Uh, rest recover and relax with world of spas alberta's number one swim spa dealer visit worldofspas.com it is a friday Bob and the rest of the Oilers staying overnight last night in Chicago in advance of tomorrow's contest down the QE2 against the Flames in Calgary. And from what I've heard, I've never been, but Chicago is a pretty good place to spend an extra night if you got one. Uh, Probably an even better place coming off of a thrilling I won't call it a playoff-style win, but it was uh, maybe a throwback-style win, if nothing else. Dying seconds of the game, and it's Leon Dreisaitl rewarding all of us on his 27th birthday. It's not supposed to work like that. He is one of the most productive players on his birthday that we've seen in recent memory, and he did not uh, fail us last night. Oilers now, uh, again, brought to you by World of Spas. You can keep in touch, and we will have plenty of time to do this in the 1.30 hour. That's where I want you to shine. We'll uh, keep the text flowing in all throughout the course of the show, of course, but we'll uh, we'll save that final block, and we'll dig into that goaltender interference call. Uh, Hello? What was that? Really? 
We'll break that down because I, I can't wait to. And 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 here's what we're going to do with that because sometimes it's tough and you sit here and you're like, should we be pragmatic about this or, or is there some merit to actually be frustrated by the fact that there were 17 penalties called last night and one of them a pretty egregious missed call on that goaltender interference? Uh, why not have time to both vent and get that off of our chest because boy that was a frustrating second period to watch and then we can also be pragmatic about the fact that both of those teams were fairly undisciplined over the course of last night and Edmonton ultimately was able to rely on its offense once again come out with a win they're five and three on this young season now after that six five win in Chicago River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. Ring in the new year with Trooper on December 30th and Big Sugar on December 31st. Tickets and more information at rivercreeresort.com. You want to text in your thoughts, 780-496-0063 is that number again. It's the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for... Or more. We are on Twitter. Of course, the show is at Oilers Now. Bob at Bob underscore Stoffer and myself at Brenda Descott. That's Brendan with an E. Not an A, not an O. Brendan with an E. Top story today brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Oilers sitting third in the Pacific Division today. It's an off day, a travel day, as they are headed to Calgary in advance of tomorrow's game. We'll call that the top story. The team travel and they are right behind Calgary in the Pacific Division standings. Each of the teams with 10 points so far. Calgary at 5-1 and one and uh, obviously has the tiebreaker over Edmonton with that win back on Saturday, October 15th. Let's hear how it sounded last night, Thursday, October 27th, live from the United Centre as we go into the Direct Workwear Audio Vault. Uh, specialized to work with your business. Outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. It was Bob and Cam on the call last night on the Oilers radio network. We're ready to go as the Edmonton Oilers. They've won three of their last four. They take on the Chicago Blackhawks. They've won four straight. Puck in behind the net. Hyman over to McDavid on the right. He'll get it up to the slot left side to Kane. Scores! That shot off the left side. Zach Hyman with the one-timer. Adomi will flip it out. Long pass. Anthony Sioux. The breakaway in. Backhand scores! to the right wing point. Caleb Jones will shoot it, save the rebound, scores! Loose puck in front of the net. And Intwistle was right in front of the goal and he had a wide open net. There was a delayed penalty coming up to the Oilers. Let me make that Reese Johnson right in front of the net. The wide open look. David comes down the left wing into the Chicago end. Shoot! Scores! Oh, what a shot by Connor McDavid! He Patrick Kane over to Domi. Well, in front of the net to Taze, and he taps it home. And the Hawks are up 3-2 on Edmonton. And a penalty coming up in front of the net as Evander Kane gets into it with Murphy. 
Everybody's going to get in there. Evander Kane, none too happy. As him and Jujar Kara will battle a little bit as well. Looks to the net to Nugent Hopkins in front of the goal. Drysaddle to McDavid to Drysaddle. Back to McDavid. The shot up in the air. Scores! Connor McDavid shot. It hits Staylock. It went up in the air, went behind him, and the Oilers have tied the game at three. And that's where being an under, undersized goaltender comes back and haunts Alex Staylock. If he's an inch taller, a puck stays out of the net. Instead, it deflects off the top of his mask. And he can't find Go down it. the right side. Here's Dry Settle into the Hawks and on the right wing. Back to the blue line to Barry. Across the nurse. He'll shoot it. Saved by Staylock. Don't think he saw it. And then Evander Kane gets knocked into Staylock by Seth Jones. Crowd reacts. Shot from the point. Here's Kane. Scores! Evander Kane. He got the rebound. Puts it by Staylock. And the Oilers are up. Three. I think you might see Chicago challenge this one for goaltender interference. Oh, they're, for sure. They're having they're having a conversation. This might not even require a challenge. This may not even require a challenge. If Jones pushed him in, then it'll stand. But if not, it won't. The call on the ice is no ball. Now will the Oilers? No. Challenge that. I would not challenge if I was Edmonton. All the way across to McDavid. Nice move. Goes to the net. Scores! Patrick goal for Connor McDavid. And the Oilers have a 5-4 lead. Caleb Jones in the middle on the left side to McCabe. He's going to walk in. He'll shoot. Saved by Campbell. Rebound. Scores! Kept in by Yamamoto. He'll get to the middle. Down to Kane. To dry settle. Scores! That's how it would stay. The dying seconds of the game, 19:22, the official goal time for Leon Dreisaitl, who picks up his fourth of the year. Both he and Connor McDavid sitting tied atop the NHL scoring race with 15 points through uh, eight games, seven games, no, eight games. Anyway, it's uh, it's unbelievable what these two continue to do. Power play uh, had several opportunities last night, seven of them in. In fact, they cashed in three times, three for seven. Edmonton's power play, 34.5%, sitting second in the NHL right now. So obviously, you know, if you give Edmonton's power play that many opportunities, in all likelihood, you're going to end up losing the hockey game. But also, if you give up five goals a game, you're going to end up, you know, really having to battle like we've seen Edmonton do. Or, you know, if they're playing Calgary last night instead of Chicago, I think that scoreline finishes very, very differently. But bottom line is they come away with a win and they do it very differently than they did it the previous night in St. Louis in what was an equally exciting game, but in more of a playoff style, less of a, an 80s track meet style. Uh, Jay Woodcroft speaking post-game about just winning in different ways. It wasn't exactly our script. It's not how we wanted to win the game. Um, but in the end, uh, we found a result, and I, I would use that word, resilient. Uh, didn't go perfectly for us. We found ourselves down at different times. There was emotion uh, in that game, um, but our players dug in when it mattered and, and uh, found a way to win. Didn't give up, and we played the full 60 minutes, and that's what it took tonight for us to get the win. 
He also talked, Woodcroft did, about uh, the penalty-filled game and what that does. Less than ideal. Um, you know, not all ours, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was tough to keep everybody kind of involved. There was some guys got taken out of the uh, the game a little bit. We got them back up and running in the third period there, but um, you know, there was uh, you know, it was tough for a flow. Leon Dreisaitl adding some comments on the lack of flow in the game last night. Well, I think no one really uh, found their game because of all the penalties and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, special teams, uh, it felt like we played uh, 50 minutes of just special teams all night, so um, I don't think the rhythm was, was really there. So, um, you know, we really just said, let's let's try and get a win here and uh, buckle down a little bit. Um, I thought we did a decent job in the third. Just as an example, like Blackhawks defenseman uh, Seth Jones, they were saying this morning, had nine minutes of penalty kill time and four and a half on the power play. Something absolutely egregious like that. Like we're talking 15 minutes of this man's ice time last night coming on special teams. There is... There's something to be said for managing a game, and then there is a game in which the officials end up their stamp way, way, way too deep into the storyline of the game, the the crevices of the game in a lot of senses. You know, you, you don't often... You try not to sit there and pick and, and finagle at the referees, and the calls were going uh, both uh, directions last night, but... In terms of just that being a fun hockey game to watch, it wasn't because, for at least until the end, the second period was just pulling hair out, and a lot of it, a lot of it for Oilers fans ended up coming on that goaltender interference players, Vander Kane and Jay Woodcroft on that. I think there was a point shot um, that I was in front of the net out of the crease on. Uh, I kind of got uh, pitchforked into the goalie and I was trying to avoid him, obviously. Um, got up uh, with the help of their defenseman pulling me up and then I went around the outside of the defenseman. There was another shot that came in, uh, saw the rebound and I think he made the initial, initial save and then he, I got the rebound and he tried to stick his pad out and put in that. And, all I can do is play until I hear a whistle. The way I saw it was, um, you know, it was called a goal on the ice, uh, and then the scrum came together, and then it was called a uh, no goal. Um, we thought that uh, the goaltender had time after our player was pushed into the goaltender. We thought the goaltender had time to reset. He made a save, and um, it was my call to make uh, whether to challenge. I thought it was worth the risk. I thought it was a good goal, and uh, it didn't go our way. That's the way it goes. 780-496-0063. Looking for your texts right now. We'll get your calls at 1.30, and we'll, we'll sink our teeth right into this one because, to me, there are a lot of reasons why those referees got that call wrong. Their explanation, it, it, it just wasn't... I mean, they had one, and I'll read it to you, but I, I wasn't satisfied at all with it, and it really put the Oilers in a position where, you know, Jay Woodcroft should not have had to challenge that play, in my opinion. The explanation from the league is as follows. After originally signaling a goal, the on-ice officials huddled and changed their call to no goal. Video review supported the call on the ice that the actions of Edmonton's Evander Kane impaired the ability of goaltender Alex Stalock to play his position. 
Decision made in accordance with Rule 69.1, which states in part, goals should be disallowed only if an attacking player, either by his positioning or by contact, impairs the goaltender's ability to move freely within his crease or defend his goal. So that's where they're trying to take this decision. I have two problems with that. As Jay Woodcroft said, and as is very glaringly clear, Alex Stalock had plenty of time to regather the position that was lost when Seth Jones pushed Evander Kane into Stalock. Stalock was then able to recover, drop down into the butterfly and make a save, to which the rebound fell to Evander Kane, and then he was able to wrap it around. So tell me in what part of that sequence that they just explained the goaltender was was unable to, to recover to make a save, which he did. Tell me what part of that is responsible or the responsibility of Evander Kane. To me, this is a reputation call, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't know, and you can text me if I'm wrong about this, I don't know that I have ever seen a center ice official 75 to 100 feet away from where the play actually took place in the goal mouth call the goal off while the, the referee at the goal mouth calls it a goal. This reminds me of, of that play when it was Green Bay against Seattle. Derek, perhaps you remember the Hail Mary they're known as the fail Mary as one referee is signaling a touchdown call and the other's waving it off. That's what it looked like to me. I agree. And maybe I've got my Oilers glasses on, but that was that was just not good at the time. It, it clearly, like Jay Woodcroft and Jeremy Kupal don't get things wrong. So when you see them challenge that play and the league has suddenly said, well, wait a minute, we actually didn't call it a goal on the ice. Like, I, I just don't agree with the explanation of that. Either it's in Interference on Seth Jones for taking Evander Kane down and then he fell into the goaltender and then it's Jones's penalty or there's nothing wrong with it at all because Stalock was able to reestablish his position and make the save. And if he had kicked the rebound further away, maybe we're not talking about this or maybe we're talking about it in an even more intense sense because it could have cost the Oilers the game. I know it's early in the season, but I was just really surprised by that. It seemed like, a, uh, I, I guess, I, in short, I've just never really seen the referees huddle together and then the consensus overturns the opinion of the guy who was standing right there. Maybe you're a referee. 780-496-0063 would love for you to text me right now you can give me a call we're going to save the phone calls though for the final half hour of the show and and would love to get your thoughts on air at that point right now we'll press pause on oilers now it's brendan in today for bob with a lot to say and uh desperately in need of a break here Derek. let's press pause we'll come right back Insane. You broke my wind, but a thrill. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. This makes me want to go bust out the twist at the Route 99 Diner or something like that. Jerry Lee Lewis passing away today, uh, 87 years old. Just learning that as we came on the air. 
All right, let's, uh, we got a lot of texts coming in and we will get to those as certainly throughout the show. We'll talk to Elliot Friedman coming up after this next, next newscast about his thoughts on that. And uh, Peter Labardius coming by from Sportsnet 960 at one o'clock and we'll preview tomorrow's second battle of Alberta. But uh, right now, let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialists. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Six games in the NHL tonight with two Canadian teams in action. Vancouver searching for two wins and as many nights. There's a turnaround. Pittsburgh's in town, so it won't be easy. Winnipeg visits the Coyotes in Arizona. Yes, this is the first game for the Yotes at Mullet Arena, which Elliot will have more to say on after this next newscast. Tomorrow's second of three battles of Alberta unfolding live here on 630 Chad from the Saddle Dome. 8 o'clock puck drop. Reed Wilkins with the face-off show at 6.30. Vancouver acquiring forward Jack Stewart from the Boston Bruins in exchange for goaltender Michael DiPietro and defense prospect Jonathan Myrenberg. Red Wings forward Michael Rasmussen has a hearing with the Department of Player Safety for high-sticking Bruins forward David Krejci last night. That was at the time that I typed this up, so if he's been suspended, they just beat me to it. Uh, Jacob Chikrin suffering a setback in his recovery from wrist injury, still considered week-to-week. Bakersfield Condors one game this weekend. It's tomorrow in Ontario, California against the Rain. The Oil Kings dropping a 2-1 decision to Vancouver at Rogers Place last night. Goaltender Alex Worthington stopping 37 of 39 shots, though. The six-game homestand continuing. The Calgary Hitmen are in town tonight. And the Golden Bears take on the University of Regina Cougars in Saskatchewan tonight and tomorrow. Up against the news break again, I know you've got lots to say about the officiating, the goaltending, hopefully some positive things. I mean, they've won a couple games in a row. They're 5-3 and three now out of the game. The uh, the Oilers taking on Calgary tomorrow. But after this, Global News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll talk to our NHL man, Elliot Friedman.